You're watching Las Vegas One, news and information 24-7. This week on In Business Las Vegas, Nevada holds on to the top spot as the foreclosure capital of the nation, but Las Vegas drops on the list. Plus, a couple of veteran gamers plan to breathe new life into some troubled mesquite casinos. And Roshunda Abney lost her baby after waiting six hours at UMC. Was it just another day in the emergency room for staffers? We'll ask an expert how to help your workers cope with everyday stress. And Business Las Vegas is next. Now from Las Vegas One, this is In Business Las Vegas. Welcome to this edition of In Business Las Vegas, your source for the top business news of the week from the resources of the Las Vegas Sun, 8 News Now, and In Business Las Vegas. Let's take a look at our top story. After four consecutive months at the top of the list, Las Vegas is no longer the nation's leader in foreclosures, but it may be too early to break out the bubbly. Realty, Realty Track reports our city had the fifth highest foreclosure rate in the country, behind Merced, Stockton, and Modesto, California, and Coral Fort Myers, Florida. One in every 102 Las Vegas households were in some stage of foreclosure. That's a drop of 33% from October. Nevada still had the highest foreclosure rate in the country. 9,295 properties were in some stage of foreclosure. That's one out of every 119 households and a drop of 33% from October. Local home sales fell in November. The Greater Las Vegas Association of Realtors reports 3,843 homes, condos, and townhomes sold last month. That's a drop of 12.4% from October. Despite the drop in activity, the median sales price of a single-family home rose half a percent to $140,000. The median sales price of a condo and townhome dropped about 3% to $68,000. Realtors Association President Sue Nauman says home sales typically slow around the holidays. And Bank of America is responding to criticism from the Senate Majority Leader. Last week, Senator Harry Reid complained that banks, namely Bank of America, should put more effort into working with troubled homeowners. He said the bank isn't helpful to struggling customers and had been found to be in bad faith in seven of eight cases involving court-ordered mediation. In response, the bank took out a full-page ad, there it is, in this week's Review Journal, claiming it has completed more than 453,000 home loan modifications for its customers and urging customers to follow the terms of trial modifications. And joining me now to talk about the local real estate picture, the former president of the Greater Las Vegas Association of Realtors, Forrest Barbie. Thanks nice for to be being back, here. Dana. Okay, so what do you glean from uh, these most recent figures that we just showed? There was a dip in the activity for Correct. the month, but prices still were up a little bit. In fact, three straight months in a row, we've had prices come up a little bit, both the median and the average. That's good news. Uh, so it looks like this bottom is forming and we're starting to get out of this little bit of a mess. The, uh, this is normal in, in November to see this little bit of dip. Now, if it follows last year, we bounced back a little bit in December last year, so that would be good. Okay, what about 3,800 homes, uh, units being sold in the month? Where does that stand as far as the activity for when we were at the peak and uh, in the doldrums? We're still up in those very high numbers, so it's not at the peak, but we're very, very high. And, uh, you know, again, it's, it's this mixture of, um, of what's going on with the bank-owned properties. Uh, as you know, those have dropped down to only 61% of our sales compared to the 80% a few months ago. Good news, traditional homeowners are making up 22% of the sales. Okay, and what's happening as far as lending? Any 
any uh, tightening <laughs> or loosening as far as the lending requirements? Not really right now. There's a, certainly a lot of tightening, and particularly on the conventional mortgage side, because we've even seen that now to where that only makes up 21% of our closings. There seems to be more flexibility, though, and a little bit of loosening on the FHA and VA side, because we are seeing more FHA, VA loans closing, and that's good news for us. Okay. What about the um, extension of the home buyer's tax credit? How is that going to play out in the spring, do you think? Well, we'll have to wait and see what, uh, between now and the spring, but to go along with that, Fannie Mae has been very helpful in that a lot of the homes they, they're putting on the market with us now offer a 15-day window that's exclusive to owner-occupied primary residence buyers, so they have that, that window of time they can get in before investors, so I'm looking for a, a lot of activity there, and we're already seeing that. Okay, explain a little bit more about that. Well, um, uh, HUD and Fannie Mae both uh, will, will put a property on the market that's foreclosed, but then they will offer, a, uh, in this case, Fannie Mae is offering a 15-day window where if you are going to occupy the property, you get the first opportunity to bid or put an offer in on that property before they will allow investors to come in. And we are seeing a lot of first-time homebuyers now, in addition to the homebuyer's tax credit, really taking advantage of the fact that they can get in there and make an offer without all the competition. What's the reason behind that? Is it just to give some stability to these neighborhoods? Correct. Yeah, they're trying to do that in a big way. And of course, we're seeing, even with the court um, uh, decision the other day, we're seeing a lot of efforts to uh, slow down foreclosure, uh, try to create a better climate for short sales. We're seeing a lot of uh, of work in that area where the banks are streamlining that process a little bit. So the banks are listening to Harry Reid? Is that the message? I think they're starting to a little bit. <laughs> okay. Let's hope. All right, Forrest Barbie, thanks for being here. Thank you very much, Dan. Governor Jim Gibbons says he'll wait on word from the state's independent economic experts before crafting a plan to take on the state's deficit. It's projected now at $2.5 billion. Resort. This week, the governor Resort. said he wants the state's economic forum to turn over new figures by mid-January, at which time he'll decide whether to call a special session for budget purposes. In the meantime, the governor is asking state agencies to recommend budget cuts or face the possibility of furlough days and layoffs. This week on Face to Face with John Ralston, Republican State Senator Randolph Townsend took issue with the governor's approach. To panic people before the holidays unnecessarily is absurd. That, that's just disingenuous and shouldn't have happened. You're talking about a governor of your own party, you know. It doesn't matter whose party they're in. This is about all the two and a half million people that we are supposed to represent. Despite the state's shortfall, Nevada's unemployment tax rate will remain the same in 2010. Employers pay 1.33% for the first $27,000 of each employee's wages. Governor Jim Gibbons earlier this year wanted to cut the rate to 1%. Despite concerns, Nevada's unemployment fund is running dry. The state borrowed $60 million from the federal government to keep paying benefits and may have to borrow more next year. President Obama, meanwhile, extended unemployment benefits nationwide. About 6,000 out-of-work Nevadans who ben whose benefits ran out will start receiving payments again this week. And the opening acts are out of the way. Now City Center prepares for the star of the show. And just in the nick of time, City Center offers options to prospective buyers of those tough-to-finance condos. Don't go away.